Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for this new day that you have given us. We thank you for the air we breathe. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us with the weather. And just as in the weather, there are seasons, so also in our life, that we don't always remain down. But you are ever willing to release your mercy and pour out grace. You are ever willing to lift us up, to come down to our level, to work with us, with what we've got and where we are at. To bring your revelation, bring your light, to bring transformation. And that's what we reflect on today. To lift us out of the pit. To fill us with your principles, your prophecies, your promises, your ways that are much higher than our ways. As you said in your word, that you shall put your laws in our heart by your spirit. So that when we reflect on them, then by hearing and hearing by them, our faith is increased. And we are able to speak, we are able to release our faith, we are able to make our declarations. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing a new thing in our lives every single day. We thank you for the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts every time we come to you, to commune with you in the secret place. And we share the same, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer. And with those that have no one to pray for them. And as we offer our faith to stand in that gap, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The name of our father, the great I am, the lifter of men. The Lord of lords. The one who teaches us to profit. Whose hand is not short to redeem us. The one who has loved us with an everlasting love. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the one who came to demonstrate how we can have a relationship with the Father, to honor him through our lives, to submit to him, and yet live in abundance and in dominion. He is our rock, our refuge, our foundation. He is our redemption. And in his name, there is life, there is peace, and there is righteousness, there is joy as upheld by His Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus. And so we pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of light, the Spirit of freedom, so that when He comes, there can no longer be any bondage. Not externally, not even internally. And He comes to work with us on our mindset that we might be rid of those strongholds, that we might be rid of those limitations, that we might be rid above all of ignorance. So we can no longer remain down. If we are willing to cooperate with him, then we shall see the fruit that he came to produce in us. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit, that you have blessed us with the gift of angels and destiny help us. You have blessed us with every physical provision that we need for our physical existence and sustenance, as well as every spiritual gift that we might achieve abundance in every way and dominion on this earth. 
the plan that you have for us to prosper us, to give us an expected end, that which we can declare from the start. We thank you, Father, that we are made in your image and your likeness and you by your spirit are shaping us into that image and likeness that we have been distorted from when we rebelled against you. We thank you, Jesus. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We cover all our ministries, the Rosary Ministry, but the Savio's Ministry, the Teaching Ministry on Fridays, our morning encounters, and every other ministry that each one individually carries out when we go out in faith to minister in the name of Jesus, his gospel, to those that don't yet know him. Let every ministry be covered by the precious blood. And the blood covenant speak over their lives and their families for all that they do for the kingdom. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue and the discernment to choose life every time we speak. Thank you, Jesus. As we are reflecting on the selection of friends, so personas, personalities, and watching our tongue or what we speak and what we reveal that we shouldn't. Today, I'd like us to reflect on ourselves. And the advice for us today is, don't remain as Jacob. You must become or be transformed into Israel. So what's the difference? Jacob in the Bible represents the soulish man, that who is living by the flesh, who was after the birthright. When I say birthright, his focus was more on the second half of that word, right, rather than the responsibility that would come with it. He is self-centered, and even though he may not be entitled to some things by right, he seeks to take what he wants, whether by legal means or illegal means, typical human being.
He beguiled his elder brother to sell him his birthright. He lied and tricked to his father into believing that he was someone else. Haven't we all seen these kind of people and probably been there ourselves in some way or another at some point in our life? Where we knowingly and sometimes cunningly have used illegal means, lies, deceit, bribery and so on to get what we want. But Israel, on the other hand, is the Jacob who underwent transformation. The same man who experienced a change when he encountered God. God. So when Jacob passed through Bethel the first time, he realized God was there but missed his transformation. He missed out on cashing in on that experience, that opportunity. Many of us miss that in our lives as well. And then later he travelled with him in the wilderness, realising what he was missing in his life due to his soulish pursuits. That rerouting took him 20 years when he came to Bethel again. And this time he was determined to encounter God and not let go without encountering him. So he submitted to God and he stayed there and then even wrestled with him, insisting that he won't leave until he blesses him. So that's a very good learning experience for us as well. How insistent, persistent are you in your prayer? Or are we just saying, I'm going to say a prayer, read it from a book maybe. If it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. God doesn't care. And does it end there? Here it says, Jacob wrestled with him all night. And even when it was dawn, he wanted to leave and he said, I would not let you go. A man standing with a broken thigh and still insisting, I will not let you go. He can't balance himself straight, yet holding on tight and saying, I will not let you go. How adamant can we be in our prayer? All our life we have been focused on fleshly pursuits that we have forgotten our primary purpose of creation which is to seek a relationship with God and to fulfill the kingdom mandate that we brought with us when we came to life. Each of us has been given a ministry, a purpose to fulfill. How many of us actually get connected with that purpose? Most people end up living their fleshly life all, all the way up until the grave. Which means we continue to live just as Jacob all the way till the end, never becoming Israel. How many of us actually go back to him and say, what is that purpose that you have ordained me with? What should I be doing? When will I be Israel? And what must that Israel then do? It is time to chase God in an encounter. To get back to our secret place and ask him these questions. 
Jacob's purpose was to continue the lineage of founding of the founding fathers of faith, that is Abraham and Isaac, and then it was him next. And the nation wasn't named after Abraham or Isaac, it was actually named after him. He became that nation. Little did he realize that when he was fooling around with his brother, trying to steal his birthright, did he know that it was an entire nation? And do you know whether you are an entire nation? Or are we just looking at me, myself, my family? In the flesh, but no bigger spiritual purpose. Think again. What is it that you came with and are meant to fulfill before you leave? It is only when Jacob encountered God that he started to take his birthright seriously. And it actually wasn't a right, it was a responsibility. The encounter was him asking God for grace to fulfill it. God did have to break his thigh bone so that every time he took a step, he would be reminded of his inadequacy. And if you are to fulfill God's purposes, he will do that to each and every one. Because the day we are self-sufficient, he knows we will not need him anymore. We will immediately rise up to pride. So he will not let that come in. That is why he gives us scars. That is why he said to David as well, remember where I picked you from. The sheep pen where you looked after your sheep in the fields. Others get battle scars where they are reminded of what they have been through. Where they were at one time where they struggled a lot. So that we can never be self-sufficient. Jacob would have walked with a limp for the rest of his life, but that limp and the stick that he would have used to support himself, the walking stick, would remind him every single day that God is this walking stick in my life. Without him, I am inadequate, insufficient. We so often say Proverbs 3 verse 5, I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and I will lean not on my understanding. Who and what are you leaning on? We need to do a self-check. Are we leaning on him and his word as our rod of support? Or are we still trying to balance on our own? Thinking I have all it takes, I am a self-made person. But when that encounter happened and then the transformation were done, Jacob went from being called one who stole because he stole the birthright of his brother. He went from being called that thief to being called a prince of God. Because when he fought overnight, the answer in the morning was like a prince you have fought and you have prevailed. A prince of God, Israel, that's what that word really means. A prince of God.
And that's what each one of us are called to be, that prince. Through a born-again experience, when we are redeemed, we are called sons, adopted sons. That adopted son of the king of kings is a prince. You are meant to be Israel. So when we encounter God, what are we really expecting and what are we looking towards? And that's what Revelations 2 verse 17 also tells us. It talks about a new beginning with a clean slate where he says, I will give you a white stone and a new name which no one else except you understand. And I will also feed you some of the hidden manna. That is what you need to reflect on. Go back and ask him, Lord, what is that hidden manna and what will it do in my life? The Bible says you are a new creation after that. All the old has passed away. God did the same with Abraham as well. He was earlier called Abram. But after he encountered God, God renamed him Abraham. So it is an experience that each of us must undertake in our faith journey as well. So that we can start afresh. And when he gives you a new name, a prophetic name, your direction, your purpose becomes clear to you. This time around, you walk with God and you walk in his prepared blessings. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that each of us, when we in our personal prayer, in our secret place with you, Seek that kind of an encounter that brings that transformation. Let our truth be revealed to us, Lord. Our direction, your purpose for our lives. And I seek that grace, Lord. I ask for that grace to be bestowed at that time. For the boldness, for the wisdom and understanding and the revelation to carry your gospel. To be that prince that will shine brightly, that will reflect your image and your likeness. That we might not only be known as sons of that Most High because of the inheritance we have received, but sons by way of the work that we do, the lives that we live. I ask for that edification in our spirits this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, for all families that are embattled, facing division and separation of any kind. We pray, Lord, for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. We pray for world peace, Lord, for all the nations that are battled, that are embattled with wars. Resultant displacement, homelessness. For all those that are marginalized. We pray for all those that are victims of abuse, of any kind, even some in their own homes. We pray in a special way for all those that are going through all kinds of financial challenges. 
your word says when we have made you our shepherd we shall lack nothing I pray for that lack to be wiped off from each of these lives that make you their shepherd father let your grace rain down let your mercy prevail for you desire mercy not sacrifice We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. Especially those not yet saved, as some live in our own homes. Quicken them, O Lord, that they might call on your name. Father, we thank you that you have heard us. That you always hear us. And as we release our faith in our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
The scripture that was placed on my heart this morning is from Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4. Do nothing from selfishness or conceit, but in humility count others better than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> we have a couple of scriptures shared in the chat. The first is from Psalm 25, verses 1 and 2, quoted from the NIV, where it says, In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. A second scripture is from 1 Samuel chapter 10, verses 6 and 7, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, and you will prophesy with them. You will be changed into a different person. Once these signs are fulfilled, do whatever your hand finds to do, for God is with you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And while we were praying, I could see a vision of a door and the words put on my heart was that which we have reflected on not so long ago. This day I set before you life and death. Choose wisely. And the choice there is between Jacob and Israel. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If we are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections, our daily divine mercy and rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teachings, please share those with family and friends and invite them to come join us. They can join us on our WhatsApp group or on the Telegram group. It's the same. All the notices and informations are posted across both channels in the same way. So they will not miss anything if they join either. It is just a matter of whichever app is more convenient for them. Invite them to join us during these sessions as well, which are aired live on YouTube as well as on Zoom. And a reminder about our Friday Bible study session tomorrow. This is a new series on blessing occurs. The choice is yours. 
<laughs> where we will learn that there are two forces at work in our lives. One is beneficial and the other is harmful. Uh, we will have an in-depth study on curses and how we can move from curse to blessings. This is a powerful series and can change your life and destiny. So we shall post messages with links to these sessions on both our platforms as well as our social media channels. Please share those and invite at least one new person to come join us so that they can experience God and, and hopefully experience that transformation that we're reflecting on this morning. And at the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Have a nice day, everyone.